When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is Cameron Bell. I am here to bring you your extra show of the week as we are previewing not only the season's opener against Kilmarnock, but looking forward to what I am really hoping will be a trophy-laden season. And with me to kick off extra and indeed uh, our first free show um, of this upcoming 23-24 season is the boss himself, Mr. David Edgar. David, um, it's it's been a summer where when we had the season finish last uh, last season, we were just quite happy to get it over and done with. We had a wee bit of a break, <laughs> it extended, extended, and now we're back in business. Yeah, I, I, I was ready for the end of the season last season. It had been a very disappointing by about March. season. Yeah, by the March. <laughs> um, it's true, though. It had been a very disappointing season. And I think there was a sense of that we were really killing time to a rebuild, that this has very much run its course, this team. I think you could argue, and we have on, on these shows, that it had actually maybe at least a year overrun its its time um, and last season was a culmination of that and it's it's going to be a, a bit of a kind of holding season when you have to change your manager halfway through but you've got a lot of players coming out of contract reality dictates that players when you've got a number of them going out of contract that they don't always perform at a very high level and that's unfortunately what happened to us but I think there was just a sense of staleness right round the club on and off the field that has been addressed um, this this calendar year, but I think particularly over the last few months we've seen changes. You know, we've got a new chairman, a new chief exec, we've got new staff behind the scenes. But most importantly, we've got a, a real raft of new signings. Now that brings its own issues, Cami, which we'll touch upon. Which is, it would be great if you signed nine players and there's possibly a tenth arriving uh, as we record. And they all just arrived and settled in and hit their top form and everything was golden and looked brilliant. The reality is, of course, that very rarely happens. Uh, and it might take a little while, which will lead to, to some more frustration. But hopefully we can put together a side that, that quickly finds its feet this campaign, gets us off to a decent start, keeps us in there. Because the first few months will be, I think, um, a case of the team just finding its feet, but hopefully staying in touch at the top of the table. Because last year, of course, the big issue was we'd surrendered that huge lead going into the World Cup break and we could never really uh, get any momentum going to bring that back again. So, yeah, all change, uh, much needed change. I think we're all going into the season with a sense of excitement, maybe tempered by a little bit of concern of it. The, the, the pre-season performances haven't been great, but I tend to believe that it, it doesn't really matter. You can have the best preseason in the world or, or the worst, and it, it very rarely translates directly. But 
we we obviously are hoping that when we start our domestic campaign in particular, that the players are ready for it, the challenges they'll experience, there's new things about coming to play in Scotland that they'll have to learn and they'll have to learn quickly. But I do like the look of the guys we've brought in, I have to say, on paper at least. But yeah, I can I can hear the listeners going, well, it's not played on paper, well, it's played on grass. But uh, that's what the Saturday will begin to tell us about. Yeah, absolutely well, absolutely well. And one of those changes that you mentioned as well has also happened on this year's podcast. I'm very pleased to tell you folks that we will be bringing you Heart and Hand Extra throughout the course of the season in a proud association with Zenith Coins. Um, for any of you regular match day going punters will know that Zenith Coins is the official, uh, well, they're the provider of the official Rangers Club coin. Um, a great piece of kit as well. And if you get a chance to, to grab one, please do so because they really are um, a lovely wee keepsake and, and very, very well presented. David, let's um let's touch on some of the the, the kind of overview that you gave us there. I want to look a little bit about um things that have happened uh, off the park just for mm. a, a wee moment. As you rightly said, we've had some changes at the top tier levels. John Bennett and James Bisgrove have now come into senior positions. Ross Wilson has left the club. Stuart Robertson has left the club, obviously. Um, so there has been, I think it's fair to say, a sea of change, but not just that. Um, I think that the the gauntlet was thrown down to this board um, or this new board going into this season that we had to do things differently. Um, we had to invest. And I think that that was one of the things that everybody was saying as we came to the end of last season was we need whatever your, your whatever your, your your phrase of choice was a revamp a rejig a rebuild i think the manager had about you know three different goals at it as mm-hmm. well and that was going to require investment you mentioned there um obviously about the amount of transition that we're going to have with staff incoming and outgoing um i'll be perfectly honest with you we know obviously james bisgrove he's been on our heart and hand patreon pod a few times and uh, he, he he does speak his mind i think he's a he's a he's a top tier operator John Bennett as well, having had the opportunity to speak to him in a couple of times, you can tell he is uh, an absolute Rangers man at heart. He wants the absolute best for the club. And I think as you've seen some of the changes in personnel at the club from uh, the off-field positions across the academy and various other um, various other uh, positions, which I think we, we, we probably felt that there would be some changes, but that was required. You've really now got a board for me that is looking at making concerted changes in terms of progression. We certainly won't be stagnant, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, and I think that was the word. I think we were stagnant. Um, I think that we'd settled into a period of, well, this is how we do things. Um, and that that's never a good thing to settle into anyway, because things change around you and you've got to be receptive to that. But also it wasn't working. It wasn't bringing the success that we wanted. So there was all the more incentive to do that. And I think people do get stuck in ruts. We talk a lot about players having shelf life. I don't think it's any different for any of us that you've got to at least try and adapt if you want to stay in the same type of role. Uh, So yeah, I think that that freshness was needed. There's an argument that there's been so much change because it had been allowed to go on too long. What what maybe should have been incremental, what maybe should have been gradual, had to be done in, in a quicker time frame than you would ordinarily want to do that. I think there was a conscious attempt from John Bennett to simplify the decision-making structure at Rangers, which could be a bit complicated. Um, I think there was a conscious desire as well to maybe get people who are... Um, still with things to prove in their career as opposed to people who maybe were getting towards the end of their career and maybe had sort of felt that 
uh, their high point had had perhaps passed. So I think there was, as I say, these conscious decisions to do it. Now, yes, I welcome that. We needed it. Uh, I think it was important to do it. I think it, it has created a sense of dynamism. But we now have to see if it delivers. That's the key point. There's, there's no point, I think, giving them all a pat on the back and saying, well done for making the changes, and then that's the job done. It's not. It's just the beginning. It's just the start of what we need from them to push the club forward um, because the club had stalled that that's it hit you know the big thing of or the big milestone of, of 55 and then it had stalled and that's when you do need to say right okay we need to start changing things here the way we operate maybe the people who are operating all of those kind of things and it, it has happened now again while I'd love to sit and go and, and everything will be great now I think we've got to understand there's going to be mistakes you know, when when you get in a raft of new people, they will make the odd decision here and there that we don't agree with or that doesn't work. And they'll be criticised for that, and that's only fair. What you hope is they don't make too many and that the ones they do make, they, they learn from quickly and don't make again. I think that those are reasonable expectations. So uh, there's a lot of people uh, at Rangers going into 23-24 who have things to prove. And I think it's been deliberately structured in that way, Cammy. I think that's what John Bennett wants. I think he wants people who have things to prove. But he also wants people who, I think, want to prove it and have ambition and want to go on and do something special. So the opportunity is there. And uh, maybe we, we hadn't created enough of that in the, the, the few years before it, that there, there wasn't that sense, I think, of dynamism and forward momentum and all the other things you, you might want to term it as. I think there was a sense of getting by and just getting through. Um, and when that happens, then it's, you know, it's unlikely to propel you. And and we do need to propel, you know, we know there's been a, a financial disadvantage between us and our rivals. That's something that we've got to try and overcome. And that means that you've got to be better in other areas to try and make up for that. Uh, so hopefully it'll work out. Like I say, there will be times i'm sure on this show on our other shows that we're sitting critical of decisions and and things that, that don't go well it is about as i say understanding that that will happen and that the people making those decisions though learn from them pretty quickly yeah i think the term i would probably use is that there has to be a hunger from the people coming in to be able to understand that there, there has to be a roadmap to success here. And I think that we have paved some of that way with being able to try and set us up to succeed. But the other climate change that had to go out the door for me when, when we, we did have that transition was it felt that there was just a lack of accountability in, in various positions within the board to say, well, we've kind of achieved some things and you know we might have missed a few markers, but hey-ho, that's what kind of happens. And you can't run on that at a club like Rangers on, on, a, on a continual basis because, simply put, it's not good enough and it will end up changing you if you don't change it. So I think it's been interesting to see where that comes from. I think James Bisgrove goes into a role which I personally believe he will succeed in. I think that we do have to exercise patience with him. He's obviously now as part of the rotation on the SPFL board where he's his influence can be put into that as well. Will be will be will be seen, but I think for me, what you've also got is someone who's coming in here who, similar as you've said there, is is going into a role from a title position 
no doubt the, the the biggest role that he's had, but also something which I think he is incredibly eager to make sure he's a successor. Well, yeah, he should be. Uh, it's it's a wonderful job. It's a massive job in, in uh, world football, really. But uh, I mean, in Scotland, it's you know the impact on so many lives it can have. Uh, yeah, and look, none of them, I'm sure, that, that we've had are coming in with any desire to not be a success. It's about whether they can go and be a success. It's like the players. Um, you know, we can we can look at it as we sit, right? And that's all we can do at the moment because we don't have any evidence and you can feel good, bad or indifferent about it and nobody's views are are any better or any more worthwhile at the moment than anybody else's because we don't have evidence at the moment. And that's what time will bring us. That's what the season will bring us. Uh, and we'll find out if the people are up to the jobs that they're in and if they have the vision. Uh, I think that it is a great opportunity. And yeah, he's... he's you know, a guy who who speaks very well. He's he's put in place a few things already that I think um, most people would agree were positive steps. But you know, we know what you get judged on at Rangers. You get judged on success and success on the pitch. And when that happens, it's amazing how other things will follow because that is the thing that defines the club. It's always been historically what we're about. We're a side that that demands to be winning things, and we haven't been winning enough of them. That's a fact we haven't been winning enough of them and that of course leads to disillusionment and anger um, and that makes every other aspect of the club more difficult so we need to get it right on the park first and foremost we need to get it right off the park I think there are a lot of areas where Rangers can improve and I wonder if over the last season or so the desire to do that was there rather than just a sort of tiredness and a sort of settling and a, a getting by. And I think now there is this desire to go and do it. I think that the the transfer window has been much more ambitious than previous ones. Uh, well, I'm not going to sit here and, and contradict what I've said for the past you know eight months that I thought that we um, needed a change in the way our recruitment was done. I'm glad there has been. I think we've seen a difference. Uh, we've seen a difference in terms of the, the amount of money that's that's been put into it. Um, but yeah, so as I say, all of this is is you know great on paper. All of it sounds good. You can spin it any way you want. Football has a way of of having actual measurements very definitively placed at you, and that's it. Come May, our Rangers sitting in first or second, and that defines how this season has gone. And it really is that simple. Yeah, and I think it's it's. <laughs> it is about the trophies at the end of the day. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? But again, it, it, we are uh, all diehard, passionate fans of a club that is entrenched in success. And that, that's obviously what we expect. David, let's move on to On the Park. And uh, as you've mentioned a couple of times, rightly so, we've obviously seen um, a, a significant intake uh, of, of players coming to the club, in some cases coming back to the club. Um, and for me, I'm keen to get your thoughts uh, because obviously we're doing a little bit of a kind of season preview, but thinking about last season and, you know, where we finished up, um, the numbers that we've seen come in, as you rightly say, we could be hitting double figures by the time that this pod comes out to you. We're hoping that Sifuentes uh, has, has completed his move. Um, we're looking at double figures in terms of the amount of players who have come in. You could probably add in the fact that you've got uh, Raskin and Cantwell in there as well now get in to start their full season um, is this the level of of numbers that you were expecting for us to be able to try and produce because 
I know that people had said, well, we need an overhaul. We do need to be able to rip it up and start again. And of course, as Rangers fans, when we're frustrated, we do tend to get to that scorched earth policy. But we did need, you know, a, a, a sizable investment, which I think that the board has done. But we had to address pretty much most key areas of, of the start of living. And I think that we've done that pretty successfully. Again, as you see on paper. But were you expecting this level of players to come in by this stage? Hand on heart, numbers, yes, I expected it would be round about this um, because it needed it. It really was that simple. You had players, obviously, who left at the end of last season at a contract. They will look to move players on now. But I think just in sheer brass tacks, we had players who weren't cutting it and that you couldn't go into the season and think those players are going to deliver things they haven't delivered in the past. So we needed the change. We needed a... A rise in quality right throughout the squad, um, not just the team. We we also needed options. So the numbers didn't surprise me. I'll be honest. If you said that we would sign three forward players for fifteen million, I would have been a bit surprised at that. Um, I thought, for instance, when Dessers arrived, that that meant there would be no Danilo, and lo and behold, he's here um, a few weeks later. So um, yeah, uh, I think you know that the fact that we now have. As I say, that these three attacking players, Lammers, Dessers and Danilo, who've, who've cost the best part of £15 million, it's a big investment. It has been the area of the side that I think I've been most frustrated with. I know we've all got concerns about uh, certain parts of the defence and have had for a wee while, but uh, you look at the, the league table last season, I think we conceded four goals more than Celtic. Not great, but... You know, it wasn't a disaster. I don't think we scored enough. I think that was a problem. And I think that our, our front line at times felt a little defective to me, uh, where I just felt I was coming out of games last season and every week coming out and saying, well, you know, we even if we played, we played well, but we should have scored more goals, you know. But, and that, I don't think it's sustainable. I think there was a lot of games that Rangers had to play, if you like, for 90-plus minutes because the games were in the balance when they should have been put to bed after an hour. Uh, and that's important over the, the you know a, a long campaign, which is obviously what you want to have because it means you're, you're successful in the competitions that you're in, that you have that ability in games to just go, right, you know, we're 3-0 up after an hour and you calm it down and people aren't having to go hell for leather right up to the, the 95th, 96th minute. And we had that too often. And that, I felt, was because we were a little bit blunt in the forward areas. Um, it's been a, a bugbear that's been thrown against the team for large parts of the last five seasons is that they've been too reliant on certain players, um, Tavernier and certainly initially um, Morelos, and that you didn't really look around the team and say, well, he'll get you 12 to 15 and he'll get double figures. We didn't have that. It's to be seen if we still don't have it, and if we don't, we'll be in trouble. But if we do, if we have brought in players who are all more than capable of getting big attacking numbers, then I think that solves a lot of our, our issues. Now, you can't then go, right, but we go, you know, hell for leather every single game. There's games you need to defend well, um, and that's, that's obviously going to be a key concern as well. But I think our midfield had not been added to remotely near enough over the last five years, in all honesty. Um, and now we're beginning to see a sort of younger, more dynamic, slightly different type of midfield emerge, which was badly needed. Uh, it's a whole new front line, and it's been bought to play together. That's, that's one thing about it. It's been bought to uh, work as a unit. I don't think that we've signed these guys 
individually and now hoping to make them fit. I think the manager had a very definite plan in mind of what he wanted that front line to do for him with the, the three players I mentioned and of course Seema uh, who's come in on loan. And then as you mentioned there, we've, we've got Cantwell and Raskin who are hoping to build on good starts. Let's not overdo it, good starts. Um, and you want them to get better from where they were last season now that, as you say, they're settled and they've, they've had a full pre-season under their belts. So all of that, I think, is positive. Um, I I just kind of feel that the, the the team had got predictable, and it was predictable to us as fans. You sort of knew what, what they would do. You sort of knew what kind of level they would deliver. Um, there were players who maybe, as I say, coming at the end of their deals, weren't producing for whatever reason, and that was one thing that I think was apparent towards the end of last season. But I, I just think that, Everyone had kind of grown a little bit fed up of the same old, same old. So we've got that freshness we asked for. The price to pay for that is a bedding in period, Cammy. And I'll be totally honest with the listeners right here. I'm not expecting us to just suddenly turn up on Saturday and be playing brilliantly. I really don't think that'll happen. And I think the preseason was an indicator of that. Uh, I think that you see that there were games where people were sort of, oh, do you go there or do I go there? Or, sorry, I ran into the space you were going to go and occupy as they're getting to know each other. And that only really comes, you can train as much as you like, but it's the the match reality situation that I think will develop that. So it's how quickly we move from that to a much more functioning side. Manager seems very confident it will be quick. And the other thing about it is, that we don't lose ground in that initial period of when you're trying to do that. Um, think- because that's that's the key area. I think domestically, because of the level of player that we have, we will be fine. What maybe worries me is Europe might have come a wee bit too soon this year for a brand new team. Well, I was, I was going to come on to Europe in just a moment. Um, but I think that uh, there's a couple of great points in there. I, I think the first thing is... Um, we have to be able to try and exercise some degree of patience, which I know is incredibly difficult for the Rangers support, but we have to because these guys will have to bed in. I am a huge advocate, David, of, of assessing a player, not the price tag. So whatever his transfer fee was, whatever his weekly wage is, all of that's irrelevant based on what he can then deliver for you. You shouldn't use it to criticise a player as much as you should to load them because, again, like I say, it's about what that player can deliver for you. And some of them will be like a fish out of water in the early stages and we could all hope that they will settle into it and be able to try and come into it. And I think one of the things that's been really interesting that we've spoken on our Patreon site is we've done some of the the post-match analysis of the friendlies is... um, it's a team that's gelling and it's having to shape together, but you're fooling yourself if you think that that was just going to happen the minute that guys turned up and started kicking a ball out together. There was some stepping on each other's toes a little bit, some space encroachment, but that's completely natural when you're forming a team with such a degree of change where you need to be able to allow them to find their own relationship, their own dynamics, and whether that's from the back to the middle, from the middle to the front, been able to try and see some of those closer pairings, guys who will operate on the same flank together. It's a very big mechanism to be able to try and get ticking along in the right direction. That has to to take some time to bed in. And um, I remember it was yourself, actually, who had said there's this falsehood that, you know, when Postacoglu came in, he got it right straight out the gate. He didn't. It took months for Celtic to be able to try and get into their stride having had their own particular overhaul a couple of seasons ago we are going through that now 
I agree with you totally. I think domestically, I think that we will look um, pretty strong for most teams. But one thing that I do want to come back to that you said there as well was, um, I think that with those dependencies that you mentioned on certain players, I would probably go a little bit further to say that we became quite predictable as a team previously. Um, I think some players had their markers sussed uh, when they were wearing a Rangers jersey. And I think some players, as you say, well or not, they had kind of came to the end of their time or whatever else. There was no freshness and there was no ingenuity in there, but there was just a predictability in terms of how we were going to approach certain games and certainly managers use that to their advantage against us. No, oh, absolutely. And it will happen in a league like this because you're playing each other three, four times um, over a season and in cup games as well. So you do get to know your direct opponent pretty well. Um, and I, I do think there were times that, that we struggled with that. Uh, and it's about hoping that these new guys coming in and bring, as we keep mentioning, but it's relevant, the freshness idea, the, the difference. Um, but it's getting used to the Scottish game as well, um, which is, as we've seen over the years, can be a, a, a strange thing. It's not the highest quality league in the world, but it, it's got other things that can make it difficult for players, certain players to settle into. Uh, and look, you, you know, I, we need them to settle quickly. It's that simple. We need them to do that. We've got, They have to be functioning well. It doesn't mean, though, that there won't be teething problems. There certainly were during some of the friendlies. And, and it's not helped by radically different selections, game to game, lots of substitutions, all of the things that we know about uh, trying to, to, to learn each other's way. And I think that from the weekend, you're expecting us to, to see more recognisably what we are going to be, what the manager's plan is, what he, what he wants to see moving forward. Uh, teams will be, as always, looking to, to get the result against us or, or put in the performance because it's their biggest games. It's the ones that I'm sure, if you're a professional footballer in the SPFL, you're looking forward to. Uh, and, and yeah, look, patience is never in huge supply uh, at Ibrox, let's be honest. And nothing's going to change with regards to that. Uh, we, we've already seen, you know, some players getting it already on social media some some guys are barely in the door but it's about making sure though as i said that while the gelling process the bedding in process whatever you want to call it is going on one that you, you're trying to hurry it along and that's the manager's job trying to make it happen quicker working to, to iron out any other wrinkles early on uh and two that you have a base level during that period, which means you're still picking up the results. The performances might not be great, although you hope to see an improvement almost week on week, Cammy, during that. You, you still, I think, can realistically hope that it'll improve match after match. Um, and as I say, I think that domestically we should be fine because we have better players than the opposition. And that should be enough for us to, to, to beat them. Doesn't always work that way, let's be honest. But uh, that's that's the hope. My concern is Europe. You're up against sides who have a technical level that's higher than anything you're going to play in Scotland are generally tactically very well drilled. We've seen that over the years. Uh, and that's maybe more of a slight worry for me. Again, that might be part of growing up in the 90s where Rangers would sign half a dozen new players every summer, put them in, look like a collection of individuals and we'd be at Europe before the end of the summer. So maybe that's that scarring uh, coming back to to to, <laughs> to affect me, but uh, I do think that it's about the 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 length of time that it takes for 
for fans to get together, it's, it, it, for players to get together, to get on each other's wavelength, and for the fans to, to realise what type of players they are, what they're going to bring to the side. But again, that's that's the manager's job. It's his job to do that, to deliver quickly a side that's capable of going and winning enough points to, to bring the title home. And the manager, I think, you know, it's fair before we touch on Europe, because I do want to kind of just jump into that for a wee bit, because it's going to be hopefully a big part of our season, uh, depending on the road that we travel. But the manager, I think it's fair to say David has been backed. Um, <laughs> he he does enjoy uh, a little chat, um, certainly more than more recent managers we've had, uh, especially regarding transfers. It, 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 the, the pursuit of Danilo was obviously well known. We are still, you know, at the tail end of um, being able to try and capture Sifuentes. The manager has publicly said, you know, he wants to be able to get these guys in and that's happened. Um, for me, as much as we talk about, yeah, we, we want to get those parts to fit together, I think he's absolutely been given the tools that he's been needed. And whatever happens in terms of potential outgoings at this stage, I think he's also made clear to those players um, they're, they're likely to get very little, if any, game time at all. And I mean, guys like, you know, your your Glenn Kamadis, potentially Scott Wright, potentially Fashion Sakala. Could be interesting to see who leaves the club between now and, and obviously the end of the window as well. Yeah, I think there are, you know, guys you mentioned there. Kamara, I think, is a set to leave. I think we, we've basically been told that by the manager. Uh, Scott Wright as well um, has spoken about he knows he's not going to get as much game time as he'd like at Rangers, so he's going to go elsewhere, which is something I always admire in a footballer rather than just sitting picking up an easy wage, um, wanting to go out and play football. It's all of our dream. So when you've got a footballer who kind of shares that enthusiasm, I think it's something to be respected. Uh, another one might be Fashion Sakala because while you know that he splits opinion, um, that I think we would all accept that he, he would score goals over the course of a season. Um, is he good enough to be the guy who leads the line for Rangers? Probably not. Is he going to contribute? Probably. But you can only sell the ones that are sellable. And if you're spending money, common sense dictates you've got to try and bring some back in as well. So, yeah, you also don't want, I think, Cami, a squad that's sitting about 35, 40. We saw an extreme example of it at Chelsea. I was going to say Chelsea, Last yeah. season. Yeah, that, that's that's the extreme example that's, that's of the, it. That's like the yardstick, isn't it? Aye. Well, you know, they, they literally had to build a separate changing room because they had so many numbers. But I heard their new manager, Maurizio Pochettino, talk about that, and he said... I know on paper you might think that, well, listen, lads, you know, you've got this massive squad, so many players to choose from. He said, but it doesn't work like that because you'll have your guys who know they're playing. He says, then you ideally want people competing for those shots, right? That, but they've all got a chance of playing and therefore it keeps training at a high tempo because the guys who've got the shots know they need to perform well because there's a guy in training busting his gut to try and take the shot. See, if you then add in another 10, 11 guys who've got no chance of playing, human nature dictates they get a wee bit demoralised. They come in a bit flat. He said, and that spreads. That can spread round the place. So it is important that if you're going to add to the squad in the way that we have, and there have been departures, let's you know remember the boys that left at the end of the season, but you do have to create a bit of space. You do have to try and balance the books. All of those factors are important. So I do think players will leave. Uh, I think that you'll see the ones we've mentioned pretty certainly will leave. There may be others. Um, I think, you know, if Ben Davis, for example, was to get uh, a bid were to come in for him, I think the club might look at that one 
kindly. They've been linked with a number of left-sided centre-halves. It's certainly a position I think they're keen to uh, beef up regardless. So that might happen. And then you can always get a bid for a player that's a silly bid. We've seen that this summer. There's there's money kicking about football that hasn't been kicking about football previously or not to the level that it currently is. So you never know. But I, I think that Rangers have put together very much what's going to be the guts of the squad that the manager wants to work with going forward. There may be uh, an addition or two still to come. There might not be. Um, there will be departures. There absolutely will be departures. I think that's fair. I think, you know, we, we have to look at the, the, the overall shape as well in terms of what the, Davis, I think he'll be an interesting one because I think if he goes, I think we may have to try and replace him because although what we're obviously pleased to see recently at the Rangers training day, Connor Goldson and Leon King been able to come back into full training, we are still in that space of having to make sure that we can game manage some of those guys. Connor Goldson has obviously been unlucky more recently with some injuries, um, which has kind of kept him out. But, um, you know, guys like John Suter, who I think can be really important to that defence, but you know, again, he's not going to be able to play every game. It's just simply not an option. So I think it will be interesting to see if Davis does go, does he go if we have a replacement lined up to be able to try and, and, and do some backfill. Where that sits in the pecking order will obviously be a separate conversation. We've talked about Europe briefly a couple of times, David. Let's um, let's focus a little bit more on what you're hoping to be able to try and get out of Europe this season um, by, again, the time... Uh, this show comes out. We will know who our European opponents will be uh, at Ibrox next Wednesday. Um, there's that kind of part of me that I would love to see us be able to try and get slightly more established within the Champions League, but equally, uh, it's really, really um, disheartening to be able to go along, pay a hefty price for games, and then get absolutely turned over by teams who are, you know, light years ahead of you, as, as we've obviously seen recently. We probably walked into the Champions League, I think, with a little bit of being spoiled after success in the road to Seville, which, you know, is, is, is fair enough. We're football fans, we're, you know, we can be optimistic. It's just, you know, it's part of the passion that we have for this sport. But there's also the element for me where I'd love to be able to have a prolonged run again in the Europa League. Um, It's a tough one because... I don't ever want to concede the high ground and say we're a Europa League level club and then therefore the Champions League is just getting further and further away from us. But am I having to accept a dose of reality? The Champions League is designed to get yes, further and further it's, away it's against from us. this, of course. That's, you know, not because it's us, it's not a conspiracy, but it's it's for big teams to make as much money as they can. Uh, and the football has been, I, I think, very much changed as we all know by television money um and the gap now between the very top clubs and by that i mean you know your regular champions league squads is enormous because yeah you might be able to bridge the gap between a, a squad that's got a lot of kind of five six million pound players and a squad that's got a lot of 10 12 million pound players but you're not going to bridge the squad that's got 50, 60, 70 upwards million pound players. The the difference in that is too big. It's huge. Um, and unfortunately, we we bore witness to that last season. Not under ideal circumstances either. Let's be honest. You know some of the the the, the team selections we had to go into these matches with um, wouldn't have been teams that I think any of us would have picked if we did the choice of it. But the the gap is absolutely huge. But equally, you know. 
you've got to go in there and make that money. You know, you, you and you mentioned something there. You've got to aspire to be in it because it is the big competition. Uh, that's not to say that it will be particularly fun if we get there. You would hope for an improvement. I, I don't think we're going to be troubling, you know, the the latter stages of of the Champions League. If we're being totally honest. Uh, it would be one hell of a run if we were. But you hope to gradually build, and you can only build by being in it each year. That's just common sense. Uh, we obviously have the fallback position of the Europa League. Um, we're going to be in that regardless uh, if we you know, lose a, to, to Genk or Survey or losing the, the round after it, then we go into the Europa League. So we have that fallback position. And reality is, we would probably do better in the Europa League. That's that's just a fact, and we're not the only club. We're not the only league. Well, that's the case. Um, there's, there's plenty all around Europe. Well, that's that's the case. Um, but you have to aim for the Champions League. You've got to try and get in, and then you've got to say, right, well, let's look at what we did. Like you would hope for a slightly kinder group than the one we got uh, last season, which was a bastard of a thing. But um, <laughs> you, you know, you get in and you try and take the experience that you. You've gained and learned from it and scrap a bit harder and try to bridge the gap as much as you can and build year on year. And if you're in the Champions League year on year, you should, in theory, doesn't always work like this, but in theory, you should be bringing in more money, which enables you to buy better players, which you then, you know, you can sell on the better players for more money than you paid and so forth. And it's supposed to be a kind of virtuous circle of improvement. Um, but yeah, you, when you're coming up against clubs who literally could have, you know, the Liverpool bench last season the money that it cost to assemble you could buy Rangers and Celtic for the clubs now that's very telling and I may be one or two players out there but you get my general point uh, it, it's set up in a way football in the modern age the, the top five leagues which is why incidentally as a football fan it's quite funny to see people in England complaining about Saudi Arabia coming and stealing all the players because they're <laughs> yeah. paying, you know, ridiculous money. We, you know, when Bournemouth are spending, Bournemouth have spent 130 million in the past two seasons on crowds of 11,000. I didn't hear anyone complaining about that <laughs> when it was happening. So don't complain about financial doping from leagues in football. It's been going on for years. It's been going on through TV money. It's a different source of money these days. Um, but yeah, look, all things being equal, um, you'd absolutely love us to get through these ties. They will be tough. Um, I, I don't, I don't have any doubts that they'll be tough, tough matches. It'll be four tough games to get through, and maybe it might have just come a wee bit too soon for us. Uh, I don't know at the moment because I say we haven't played a competitive match yet. We will find out very quickly whether that's the case or not. We have, we're fortunate enough to have the fallback position of the Europa League, and if we went into the Europa League, then. You'd want to have a right good go at it. You know, runs like uh, Seville don't come along every year, but you should be aiming for it. You know, that, that should you should be setting it, saying, right, we'll get through the group first off, and then we'll see where we go from here, take the ties individually like we did the last time. But a club of our size should have ambitions in that in particular. Um, but my slight concern is that just maybe it might have come a wee bit too soon for us this season. I sincerely hope I'm wrong. Yeah, listen, I agree totally in terms of, um, you know, if I concede the Champions League, 
in terms of us not being involved in it, then I absolutely think that we have to go full full gusto into the Europa League because I do think that you know it's within our capabilities to 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 win the whole damn thing, which would be lovely to be able to do it before you and I shuffle off this mortal coil. Um, let's look ahead then uh, to to late Saturday afternoon, David, as we uh, attend the BPSP Stadium. Yes, uh, try saying that after a few um, across in Kilmarnock. Um, Tickets for this are like gold dust at the moment, which is great because obviously um, it's going to be packed out with bears. Um, I, I think that you know it's 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 a great opportunity to see David for us to get into a competitive game. I think it's going to be great for us to be able to see where, if you ever really needed an introduction to Scottish football and shall we say the robustness mm. of it and the slightly more industrial nature of it, go and play on that crappy park in Kilmarnock, and you know it's welcome to Scotland. But listen. I'm not willing to use it as an excuse. These players will end up having to play in surfaces similar to that across the course of this season. Um, it's a good test for us to be able to to, to get the campaign off well. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm confident about going, and I think that we'll produce a good performance and result. I think sometimes, as I say, within the last couple of years, we've produced results and not performances and vice versa. I think we can get both. And again, I kind of come back to what we spoke before at the club, not just the players, not just the new intake, not just the manager going into his first full season, but I mean, the club as a whole, I really do like the the noise, the, the, the kind of general atmosphere that I'm sensing that we are gunning to be able to go the whole way this season. And, um, and again, like I say, it starts late Saturday afternoon. How confident are you at the moment? I think we'll win. Um, I'm maybe not quite as confident in you in terms of a performance. Um, I think that there probably will be areas of the side that that maybe aren't functioning quite how we would hope they'd be even functioning in a month's time. Uh, This is the most difficult stage of the season to make any predictions on because we we don't know. We don't have much evidence. We've got four pre-season friendlies that we've watched. They're not the best judge because of fitness as i say different selections you don't know you don't know what you don't systems. know yeah different exactly. systems, you know we've only seen really snippets so saturday will be the first really entry into the ledger in terms of evidence for 23 24 um i think it wouldn't surprise me if ryan jack for example was to start this match um and the manager using that sort of experience that he brings and the knowledge of the game and I think just the the demands of the the new players, as you say, will learn. We know what Kamarnak are. They are uh, physical. They the traditional McInnes team. They they work off set pieces. Uh, they defend set pieces very well themselves. They'll be robust. They'll be physical. They'll be in our face. There is a gap. Obviously, we've just mentioned the gap between us and the Champions League team. There's a gap, obviously, in the, the spending power between us and Kilmarnock, and they have to bridge it any way they can through the pitch on, in one instance and their approach to the match in the other. Um, and it's about us using our ability. You know, we do have better players than them. That's not being controversial. It's just a fact. Uh, and it's about using and, and making the ball do the work, as the old cliche went. Uh, like I say, I still would expect to see some rough edges in our performance. Um, but I would hope that we would have enough certainly going forward to be able to take care of them. So I, I don't think it'll be easy. I think it might be a bit of a struggle. Um, 2-1 to Rangers wouldn't surprise me, something along those lines. I don't think we'll, we'll blow them away. Uh, I hope we do. I hope everything just goes well. The players click and we have some you know fantastic performances and roar into the, the European tie in, in the midweek. 
But um, I'll be just, Saturday I'll be happy for signs. You know, if we're awful and win, obviously I'd prefer that to being great and losing. But uh, if we're awful and win is one thing. If if there are, I don't expect a complete performance, as I mentioned. I do expect, though, signs and improvement and things to work off. And I think that that should be enough on the day. Uh, and if not, we'll be here on Monday to lambast what went wrong. But no, I think, I think we'll kick it off with a win. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll go well. I think, as I say, we could get a, uh, quite a few up on the scoreboard. Uh, but like you, I would take 2-1 at scrape right now. So that's just what Rangers That's what Rangers do to you, David. That's what they, mm. they ingrain into you. So as you said there as well, um, we will be back on Monday uh, with yourself and the flagship. Um, we are, as I say, back in business uh, and we will have our free shows on a, on a Monday, Thursday dependent on obviously how the fixtures fall. Um, most importantly, however, why don't you come and join us for our seventh season on Patreon um, and you can get up to five Rangers shows for as little as £2 a month. David, it's um, it's been a fantastic success for us across in Patreon. We had the privilege of recently playing New Edmondson House, had a wonderful time there as well. Um, we've got a phenomenal community on there um, and uh, seven seasons in already, my friend. Yeah, and it's, it's great. The content is genuinely brilliant. Um, I'm biased, but it's true. Uh, people, when they when they arrive, they stay. And you can also, if you sign up from Thursday onwards, you could get a, a week's free trial of the site as well. So come, have a look around it. Uh, then forget to cancel and just stay You know, with us regardless. Would be absolutely ideal. But no, please, please do. Come and check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. And as I say, there's loads of phenomenal content in there as well. And something I may also add, a brilliant archive in there as well of over five and a half thousand shows at least. I think it's been a while since we've counted that. Um, but yeah, go over there. And as I say, you will have tons to keep you occupied. That's me for this week. David will be back with you on Monday in the flagship. David, thank you so much for, for joining me for our season opener. I, I'm getting excited now. Thanks, Cammy. Folks, we'll speak to you again soon. Our thanks to executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. Have a brilliant weekend and we'll speak to you shortly. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.